0: Welcome
1: to Physiology 2130 Online. I am your host and professor, Dr. Anita Woods, and welcome to our very first podcast. So in these podcasts, the intention of these is to give you just a little bit of extra emphasis for things that are on the module. Uh, This is not an exhaustive podcast, I'm not going to cover absolutely everything on the module, but I'm just here to emphasize some of the really key points uh, that you'll be learning uh, from week to week on these modules. Also on the podcast, I'll be going over some of the weekly learning activities that I've assigned uh, just to see and to help you along the way, uh, if you're, see if you're on the right track uh, and help you out with, with the different uh, learning activities I've assigned. Also if you have any questions for me or anything that comes up on the forum, if I notice that a lot of students have the same questions, I'll probably cover some of those topics as well on our podcast. So, let's start from the very beginning, homeostasis. This is the key point of this entire course and for how the body works. So it's important that we all understand what is homeostasis. It's defined as the ability of the body to maintain a relatively constant internal environment. So notice a couple of things about this definition, it's relatively constant. So it's not that the uh, different variables in the body have to be maintained at the exact same level or concentration, but they exist to function in a small range, relatively constant. Also note that this is about the internal environment, so the inside of our body or the internal environment, we can control that. We can't control the outside, but our body can react to make sure that, however the external environment is affecting the internal environment, that our body can cope and maintain uh, its, um, its location and its environment. So let's go and look at this internal and external environment. I wanna make sure we're all on the same page. Okay, so the external environment, if you look here on the diagram, um, is anything that's open to the outside. So, for example, when we're looking at the um, cartoon here, the external environment are things like the respiratory system. So the respiratory system is open to the outside, air comes in and air comes out. So it's considered an external, Uh, environment. The digestive system is also considered an external environment. However, it's not actually considered a continuous connection with the external environment because our digestive system has sphincters. Okay, So when you're looking for something that is purely continuous, the digestive system is not purely continuous because the opening and closing of sphincters can close off the external environment, but the digestive system is still considered part of the external environment. Now negative feedback is kind of another major topic that we're gonna be going through um, during the year and it's gonna come up over and over again. This is how our body maintains uh, homeostasis, the main way. we also have positive feedback, but negative feedback is the major method in which our body is going to make sure things are maintained at a homeostatic level. So in our body we have some kind of set point depending on what we're looking at. So an easy example to think about is temperature. So we know what the temperature of our body should be at all times, so we have a set point value. Now there's a control center in our body that's gonna make sure that that set point is around the same all the time. The control center, which is often uh, part of the brain or some part of the brain, is going to cause a change in the body and the body's going to respond or effect a change through an effector. Now that effector is going to change uh, some type of controlled variable. So whether we're looking at temperature of the body or pH of the blood or volume of water in the body that controlled variable will change in response to whatever the effector is doing. And in order for the body to know what is going on, it has to be able to detect what's happening to that controlled variable. So we have to have some kind of sensor. Okay, So the sensor is going to look at what the controlled, what's going on with the controlled variable and the sensor will report back to that control center. And until we have uh, the set point reached, this loop is going to continue on and on. So like temperature in the body or temperature in our houses, the furnace will turn off, the control center is the furnace, will turn off when our uh, set point is reached. So I asked for you guys to give me some real world examples that don't involve um, organ systems but we focus on day to day things and a great example is the modern day wash machine. So washing machines have a great ability to be able to ter- determine uh, the level of water in the machine and to detect if all of the clothes in the wash machine are covered with water. So the control center or a, it's a piece of the wash machine, will be able to add water so effect the change. Water is added. the level of water, which is our controlled variable, will be detected by a sensor and if there's enough water to cover all of the clothes in the washing machine, we no longer have water being added to our clothes. Now Module 2 covered a lot of other important things as well that I'm not going to cover in this podcast, but things like total body water. one of the big things is ion composition and the reason I'm going over this and all the other components of uh, Module 2 is that ion composition uh, is really, really important for you guys to know when we talk about things like neurons and how action potentials are generated. So ions like sodium or Na were discussed and it was stated that sodium is very high outside of the cell and much lower inside of the cell. Chloride is another ion or Cl minus is much higher in concentration outside of the cell than it is inside of the cell. So to visualize this, visualize, so to visualize this, you can draw your ions really big on the outside and really small on the inside. Potassium or K plus is much higher inside the cell than outside and calcium CA plus 2 is higher on the outside of the cell than it is on the inside. Although the difference isn't too great between these two. So a way to remember this besides drawing the picture is to think about sodium and chloride. Sodium chloride if you put those things together what does that give you? Salt. Whereas If you think about a food item that's high in potassium, hopefully you're thinking about the same thing as I am, but a banana is high in potassium. So if you can think of the cell like a salty banana, salt high on the outside and the banana with the high potassium level on the inside, that's like our ion distribution in our bodies. I hope that helps. I hope you're having a great time learning with, um, with us in this course, and I will see you all next week.